you're listening to the Stage and Story Podcast, a show about story, culture, and the Christian imagination. I'm your host, Dane Bundy, president of Stage and Story. Our tagline at Stage and Story is to cultivate the Christian imagination. The imagination is crucial because it frames the way we see the world and the choices we make in it. In short, the imagination is the faculty that sees, that allows us to see. What does it help us see? The past, the present, and the future. It's the imagination that allows us to envision what was, what could have been, what is, what might be, and what could be. The imagination is funneled through our experiences and emotions with the heart at its center. And apart from Christ, we know that, quote, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Jeremiah 17, 9. Now, as you know, the imagination is not formed in a vacuum. Many voices influence and shape it daily, whether it's our colleagues or our phones, our music or our movies. The formation is slow, but I promise it's happening. As the friend says, it's like the slow and steady drip of a coffee maker. But with the spirit living within us, we push back. (laughs) We take, quote, our thoughts captive to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 We surrender our ambitions to his providence. We lose our lives that we might gain it again. Mark 8.35 And we pray that God and his word might be the primary force upon our imaginations, that when we envision the future, it's God's story that is ever-present and predominant leading the way. This is the Christian imagination. So in this fight to see the world as God would want us to see it, books can play a significant role. Now, I've not read as many books as some I know, but I've tried to narrow it down to the ones that have made the most impact. So the first category is biblical theology. Now, biblical theology has helped me understand that Scripture is telling one unified story. God is the author, and it's all about Jesus. So the first book is According to Plan by Graham Goldsworthy. Now, this book explores the biblical narrative of God's plan of salvation by tracing the unity and fulfillment of God's purposes throughout the Old and New Testaments. Okay, to be upfront, Graham Goldsworthy leans more towards covenantal theology and amillennialism. But even if you're a dispensationalist or reject covenant theology, which I do, this book will prove quite helpful. The next book is God's Big Picture by Vaughn Roberts. In this work, Roberts has condensed and made Graham Goldsworthy book, according to plan, more accessible to laymen and students in this overview of the Bible story. I actually utilized this book a number of times when I taught uh, the Old and New Testament to my high school students. The next is The Jesus Storybook Bible by Sally Lloyd-Jones. Now, some of you may have heard of this. Some of it may be on your shelves or on your children's bookshelves. But this is a beautifully illustrated children's Bible that presents the stories from the Bible with a focus on how each story points to Jesus, highlighting the redemptive thread throughout Scripture. Now, do not be deceived. This isn't just for kids. I used it with my high school students, and I've even heard stories of people using it for their college ministries. But I see it as a way to help people understand that Christ is at the center of each section 
of Scripture. All right, let's move on to the next section, theology and philosophy. Uh, Now, these works do focus on the arts, and they provide a systematic look at how to think biblically about creativity and the arts. The first book is a classic, Art in the Bible by Francis Schaeffer. In this short classic, Schaeffer explores the relationship between art and Christianity, beginning with what the Bible says about art and beauty, and then helps us develop a Christian perspective on creativity. The next book is The Liberated Imagination by Leland Riken. Now, I have read and reread this book many times. Riken provides a sensible and accessible look at why creativity should matter to the Christians and how to think biblically about the arts. It doesn't matter whether it's paintings or poetry or plays. His principles apply equally to all of those. Now, one of my favorite chapters is titled, What is Christian Art? I feel like that's an important discussion that I hear a lot is, is this a Christian piece of artwork? Is this a Christian movie? Should we even use these terms? I think Leland Riken does a great job in addressing those. The next book is edited by Leland Riken, but has a number of different authors. And this is called The Christian Imagination. Some of the men and women who write essays in this collection are G.K. Chesterton, C.S. Lewis, Flannery O'Connor, and they explore the Christian perspective on imagination, literature, and the arts. Now, you could read it straight through or skim the table of contents to see what stands out to you. The last book in this section is called Hollywood Worldviews by Brian Gadawa. Now, here's another book that I've read multiple times. Uh, In the book, Brian Gadawa, who is a screenwriter, novelist, and Christian thinker, examines popular movies in light of their worldviews, with the goal to help Christians engage thoughtfully with movies. Godawa relies much on Francis Schaeffer's thinking about culture and the arts, something I really appreciate. The next section is fiction. Here's some of my favorite books of fiction that have really influenced my imagination. Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. As you guys know, this is the Christian classic novel, that follows the journey of a Christian pilgrim named Christian, depicting the challenges and victories of the Christian life. In difficult times, I've returned to this book for encouragement and exhortation. Anyone else? Now, one of my favorite editions is by Crossway, and the editor is C.J. Lovick, and so you can take a look at that. It's got a picture of Christian on his knees and chains looking up at a angel. But I also must tell you that some editions don't include the second part, Christiana's journey, and there's much to be found in the second part. The next work is Leaf by Niggle by J.R.R. Tolkien. This is a short story, so if you're not much of a reader but you love the arts, this would be a great book for you. It explores creativity in a unique and powerful way. Now, I'm not going to offer a summary as I don't want to spoil the plot, but let me tell you this. Go and read it. Next is Hamlet and Macbeth by William Shakespeare. And I like to read those books alongside Leland Riken's Individual Christian Guides to the Classics. Now, I've read both of these plays many times, and they always challenge me to think Christianly about the human condition. Hamlet illuminates God's sovereignty and human suffering, while Macbeth is a powerful cautionary tale about sin, ambition, and greed. Next is Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Now, I'm not going to hold back. 
modern TV adaptations have done great disservice to this classic novel. This is a brilliant and sweeping story that follows Jane Eyre from childhood to adulthood. But it's a coming-of-age story that is drenched with the Christian worldview, providing a look at romance, friendship, and duty that is both biblical and countercultural. You can just expect that our culture will leave those parts when adapting it. I believe it was Leland Riken who said this was the, the great Christian novel. At that time, I had never read it, and so I did, and boy, I highly recommend that you do as well. The next section is Personal Journey as a Christian Artist. So here are some of the, my favorite books that fall under that category. The first one is Adorning the Dark by Andrew Peterson. This is a personal and moving memoir of sorts. One of my favorite singer-songwriters reflects on a bunch of things, God, the creative process, and the Christian life. And while it may not be for everybody, my friend said that it kind of was weird to him how it was put together, but I didn't think it was. Anyways, I think this book has proved encouraging, thought-provoking, and practical to many people, and it very well could be for you as well. So, that's it. 13 books to fuel the Christian imagination. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What books have shaped your imagination? Well, this closes our time for the Stage and Story podcast. I'm Dane Bundy, your host. Thank you so much for listening today. Now, make sure to check out our website at stageandstory.org for more resources on cultivating the Christian imagination. Now, may Christ be the center of all of our thinking and imagining. See you next time.